welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the comedy podcast that analyzes your favorite horror movies. I'm Rachel. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Mary. And today we are talking about the 2007 film Teeth. So if you're not instantly thinking of the Lady Gaga song, show me your teeth. I don't know. I think you're doing it wrong, but. <laughs> anyway, Mary Kay had a great idea for today's um, icebreaker, which is um, something with doing with evolutionary traits. So, like, what's your favorite, like, totally bananas evolutionary trait? Oh, uh, mine is fainting goats. Like, how did that make it? Like, <laughs> that makes is no it, sense. Is it like a play dead mechanism? Well, they don't. They just scream while they're. Like, while their muscles are locked up, they're falling over, and they're like, ah! They're just still freaking yeah. out, so they're not really playing dead. That's true. Because they don't really faint. That's what they're called, but they don't faint. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why that is a thing. Yeah. Why not? That's like my favorite that one, though, because it makes no damn sense. <laughs> and it's, it's very... Oh. <laughs> it's just so funny to think about. Like, what... What does that accomplish? I don't know. Like, with other stuff, like, a blowfish, when they puff up, like, on reflex, that's... Mm -hmm. I get that, because they look bigger and scarier. It's a defensive maneuver. I, like, I track. Right. And same with, like, when squid shoot ink on Mm -hmm. reflex. I get Mm -hmm. it. It's to make you look bigger and scarier. But a fainting goat? I don't get it. I don't either. And like with skunks, it's like what they used to say in school. If someone's trying to like rape you, you just like pee or poop on yourself. Mm. Like that doesn't smell great. Don't want that anymore. I get it. I get it. Um, who's next? Mary, do you have one? The only thing coming to mind right now, because I should have thought about this more earlier, is um, cats having extra toes, polydactyly and cats. Hmm. It's stupid cute, and it's weirdly common for cats. Like, a lot of cats have extra toes. It doesn't accomplish anything, but I guess it just doesn't get in the way either. Hmm. Hmm. So they reproduce freely and then just keep making more cats with extra toes. So they look like they have little hands. Like, my friend's cat has, like, thumbs, and they, yeah, they can't work that. like thumbs, but it Don't looks like... like that at all. It looks like she's wearing mittens. It's hilarious. Mm-mm. I wonder if it makes their balance like even better than normal cats. They're mostly like vestigial, right? Like they just—they're just there. Mm-hmm. There are bones. There's bones in there and stuff, but it doesn't—it doesn't operate like their other toes because it's not attached correctly. Mm-hmm. So they're just there. But it, it really—it looks like she's wearing mittens on her. On yeah, her they're super paws. cute. So I I don't know how that became so common, I guess, is my thing. Like, why? Why is that just taken off? It hasn't been naturally selected out. It's just kind of a thing. It's not not causing any... Like wisdom teeth. Yeah, except for I only have one wisdom tooth, and it fit in my jaw. So I think that means I'm more highly evolved than people who, like, have impacted six of them. Yeah. I had all four. They took them out. But then again, I didn't have enough room in my head for all the teeth I had to start with. I'm saying right. I'm more highly evolved than you. Yeah, that's never <laughs> Even been though a, we got a that hybrid vigor. That's never Listen, been a question. I was born with only two wisdom teeth. I definitely thought you were going to say you were born with two teeth. 
(laughs) What do you mean only? Like babies aren't born with teeth at all. (laughs) That's 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 not how that's supposed to go at all. Can you imagine a newborn baby with like full chiclet dentures? Gross. That's so horrifying. (laughs) He like looks like the mask in my head. (laughs) The thing is, you have looked exactly the same since you were a baby. So I feel like when I look at your baby pictures, when you're like old enough to have all your teeth, I'm like, yeah, that's that's her. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's because I have a big mouth but small teeth. So when I smile, like you can see all of all my of teeth. <laughs> I was so excited to take that picture at the botanical gardens with the Cheshire cat and send it mm-hmm. to you with all of my <laughs> teeth showing. I can't remember what I know I brought that up on an episode before that all of your teeth show in your smile and I can't remember why I brought it up but it is true about you because I was posing for a picture while you were like (laughs) messing with the camera and when it finally focused on me again I was like doing a full like black hole sun melted smile face I have told you guys about the time the kids at work made a music video to Black Hole Sun, Yes, that's horrifying. Yes. We linked to the video, I think, in the show notes. (laughs) Rachel, do you have a favorite evolutionary trait? Um, any insect, animal, or fish that's able to, like, change color or go transparent. Cool. Mm. To me, I think that's that's fucking bonkers. Like, how do you go transparent? How do you do that? Like, not even Harry Potter could do that. He just had, like, a cloak that would just make him invisible. He couldn't do that himself. Harry Potter... I wish I could go invisible real quick. Being an animal, like, you can just, like, make yourself, like, invisible. Like, that's, like, that's, like, some, like, superhero shit. But that exists in our natural world. That's crazy to me. To be clear, Harry Potter couldn't do a lot of shit. That's why he had so many friends. You're right. He would have just died in book Mm -hmm. one. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. If Literally. he didn't have a friend who knew how to play chess. He would have died long before book one if he and didn't Hermione. have friends who cared about him. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I guess we all would have because babies can't do anything. But I mean, like, even when he's grown enough that he should be able to probably take care of himself. It's really just everyone else, like, getting him into the final moment. And then he just yeah. wills his way through an interaction with Voldemort again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, with the same age-old question that we usually start with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was teeth scary? Uh, yes, but to me, not for the reasons that the movie should have been scary, mm-hmm. and not for the reasons that Dawn was scared, if that makes sense. Um, I believe it does. I just want to understand more. Your, mm-hmm. your, okay. your logic. So I t- that grammatically was such a mess. I'm so sorry. Every well, I I was a mess too. So English language. This outline says it is triggering for every female, of course, because yeah. those types of intimate situations can so easily turn into something you don't want, and you have no way. You have no defense, really. Mm. Um, So it wasn't scary for me that she realized she had this extra jaw in her vagina full of apparently fucking prehistoric shark teeth, which I was not expecting that (laughs) shit. When they held up that tooth, I was like, oh, damn. If I had had (laughs) anything but shark teeth in my vagina, 
I would rip them out myself. Well, see, that's the thing, right? Like, you could... What I was thinking is, if it's not hard for a dentist to pull teeth out of your head, they could easily, like, extract them from your vagina if you didn't want them, which has no jaw. Can we just take a quick pause, right? Just, you know, vagina dentata is not real. Everyone knows this, right? Not real. Unfortunately, it's not real. (laughs) That said... Can you have teeth in your vagina? Technically, yes. Oh, get into it. I just want to go on record and say if I had that defense mechanism, I would love it. (laughs) I would love just never having to be afraid of that. Yeah. I mean, that would almost put us level with the sort of privilege that men have all the time. Almost. It's kind of of a weird space to be in, though, right? Because... In order, in order for you to exert that power, you have to be violated. That's why I'm saying almost. So if you, if you, it, it's, I, I feel like you, I would, I would become drunk with my power. And mm. instead of being violated, I would be luring motherfuckers. See that, but that's what she does. Into this scenario so I that don't I think exert so. that power. I don't think she does that. You don't think she did that with Brad no. in the end? Mm-mm. With her brother? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that was payback. I don't think she was doing it for fun. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying I would do it for fun. I'm just saying, like, if you made me uncomfortable, you oh, are not you are not actually trying to to enter me at this moment. You're mm-hmm. making me uncomfortable, though. I could escalate the situation until you do try it. But, yeah, and come at you. So, like, I, 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 like, like, I'm saying, this is very, this is very me personally. I can see myself becoming. I see. Th- that's my supervillain origin story. You know, like, I see that happening very plausibly. So, with the, um, the teeth that I was mentioning, you're a brilliant woman. You're a brilliant woman. This is, <laughs> this is a, uh, this is what I'm describing. Um, something called a dermoid cyst. They can happen anywhere that skin folds back on its self or folds to form something new like an ear or a vagina Mm -hmm. um a vaginal dermoid cyst is this example of technically there can be teeth because in a it's technically a type of tumor but it's formed from embryonic skin cells and because they can mature into various types of tissues one of them being teeth Mm -hmm. this tumor could in fact be located in your vagina and grow a tooth. It's just that it would not be like protruding in a way right. that could cause damage to yourself or someone else. It would well, there's feel no like jawbone. a jawbone. It, it would be like a lump. Right. Right. Yeah. It just it would be covered. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, they can be in there. Yes. Okay. Now we all know. I'll try and find an image. I learned something new. I'm I'm loving it. I love that. Well, I think the the. The scariest part of this for me was not the the obvious, and it wasn't even the um, the prevalent, you know, constant sexual misconduct. It was like the very strong, like sort of religious, mm. um, no sex to marriage talk in the first beginning of it because. Not because they were, like, forcing it on her, but she was the one kind of forcing it on other people. And being somebody who grew up in a very small town, 
extremely small school. It was a Christian school that I saw exactly like my teenage self in her, that I was, I was exactly like that. And yeah. Do we want to go ahead and jump into the cults talk? Cause I think that is a big part sure. of Wait, let me, let me, let me flex, let me flex right quick and say, okay. I experienced no fear. I experienced <laughs> no fear whatsoever because I am not a horrible rapist, dude. Oh, in the movie mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm not gonna do any of the stuff that they did, so it's just not gonna happen to me. And as you guys know, that's kind of like my threshold for how scary is this, like, could it happen to me? So mm. I was really chill, though it did scare me a little bit. Like, are high schoolers actually having this much sex? Was that happening when I was in high school? Did I just I not? I was not. I, I was. I also had this a very conservative religious upbringing same so. same oh we have something in common we have a lot of, of shit in common come on i know i just thought it was funny <laughs> yeah. all right so let's talk about this whole conservative religious upbringing and the bizarre indoctrination of mm-hmm. children in very invasive conversations about their private parts. And like you even see like in the crowd and during her first talk, you see like some of the ages of them and she's talking about giving their gift and shit. I want to and... say though that keeping your gift wrapped is good advice. <laughs> not also, the way she meant it. Not the yes. way she meant it. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I just felt wrap like... it up is a is good advice. That metaphor, I was just like, wow, you have no idea how any genitalia work, dude. Well, yeah, and I was also thinking, like, does did the stimulus check mean less to me because so many other people got it? No. I'm gonna use the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, but that just goes to show that metaphor is inept. (laughs) You know why I don't care that other people got the stimulus check? Because it's none of my business whether they did or not. Yeah. None of my fucking You damn business. right. And in that way, the metaphor holds up. <laughs> <laughs> Your metaphor, much better than hers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what did you, See. like, what did you notice the most from the beginning and the end of her career as an abstinence speaker? It's a dissolution. So, yes, yeah. it is. And I also noticed that this is an abstinence rally. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely had talks like this in school where it's like Mm -hmm. definitely put off having sex for as long as you can and there were definitely some mentions of it in church but i don't ever remember seeing an abstinence rally where like that is what we are here to do is talk about something we're not doing rachel were you evangelical growing up oh my god oh my god it's like it was like borderline it was so I am, I was not raised evangelical. My family, my dad's a Lutheran reverend, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, that designation. I feel like I'm culturally Lutheran, you know, um, <laughs> but not practicing. So, um, but, um, having been largely in the South, I had a lot of friends who were evangelical and spent a lot of time in evangelical churches and youth groups and, that is legit. Like, I've definitely been to one of those. It's, it's just like that. Yeah. They focus so much on 
the sexuality of girls and mm-hmm. how they shouldn't have that, but they focus on it 90% of the time. Yeah. Well, there's just, there's no, in the conversation, nobody should be having sex, including boys. But it's like, if it happens and the consequences are not framed as equal in weight for boys. Like boys are not described as having lost something irrevocable. Boys are not described as as some Mm -hmm. kind of like broken or used or soiled thing. Um, In the same way that women are. Um, Because I'm sorry, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to tell these, these people this kind of super intense and invasive stuff about their own bodies, you're going to, you should be calling them women, not girls. Yeah. You're right. Um, also celibacy is fine. Hmm? Like it's totally fine to not have sex, but I think that you are doing a huge disservice in education by not Mm -hmm. talking about it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I also think like, even though she does have the power in this situation, like that's what girls are taught, right? Is like boys are going to just be after it all the time. And it's up to you to play defense, which is what she constantly has to do in this movie. And she feels bad about it that she played defense. Like Mm -hmm. that's what you've been telling me to do this whole time. Like, yes, I have the power. And then when I exercise that power and do the, the last possible ditch effort to prevent this Mm -hmm. rape from happening she feels guilty about it still that's the thing the rest of us are playing defense and we're just trying to hold the line she sacked the quarterback i mean go girl i think she has zero to feel bad about honestly the whole time i don't think she does anything wrong and i also to your to answer the question you had earlier rachel is like where is she before and after um, like is in regards to uh, the what are we calling it? Like her speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. She has an identity crisis. Her whole identity is wrapped up in purity. She literally has the T-shirt. Where is she getting these shirts? I I think she's bedazzling them herself on her way. <laughs> while, Where does while her stepbrother is shooting babies into the wall? A cap sleeve. Oh, I'm a virgin. Shirt. I, Ironically, at Hot Topic in 2004. Also, also wearing a cap sleeve bedazzled virgin shirt over a long sleeved tee. Just. Extra modesty. The fashion. The fashion. Can we, can we applaud, like, when, when she does something, she goes all in. She doesn't half ass anything. No. The only thing she half asked was when, you know, after this very traumatic event with. Toby, she doesn't plan her next speech. They're like, oh, I'll just wing it. She's like, okay. And it has like this breakdown on stage. And then she sees this crowd for what they are as like a cult. It, mm. it reminded me of like um, Fight Club when they're all chanting. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, have, I'm being like brought back to my high school I thought during it, chapel on Wednesdays. Was, were you watching Fight Club in chapel? No, it just, it was a lot, I mean, they're basically like the same thing. <laughs> we just jumped tracks and I didn't keep up. I got it. I got a lot it. of blood, a lot of secrets, <laughs> and a lot of chanting. Got oh it. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so back to the education system and the huge mm-hmm. disservice that this type mm-hmm. of abstinence-only sex ed um, has. It doesn't work. People still have sex. They still get STDs and pregnant because they don't know how to protect themselves. Yep. And I know that we all know that now, or all of us here, all present company knows that now. But in the early 2000s, like, that was the debate, right? Like, in the early aughts, um, do you teach evolution in school? Because it's science, but it goes against, you know, the fundamentalist teachings of the Bible. Um, Do you teach sex in school for the same reasons? And now, sometime, somehow, the debate of what to teach in school is... History and science. How the fuck did we make that leap? Wait, you're going to have to, I don't have children. I don't, I'm not (laughs) aware of what they're doing now. What are you talking about? Oh no, it's uh, it's our generation that has the problem. They don't know any black history. Oh, oh, you mean that? And they don't understand how science works because they're like, "Oh, I'm tired of this disease, so I'm just going to pretend it's gone away now." I see. You mean some of y'all's mamas did your science fair projects for you, and it shows. Shows. So, (laughs) what you meant is that both our understanding of history and our understanding of science are deficient. Not that history has replaced creationism in science curriculum. I understand now. Yeah, my, I, I didn't do the analogy correctly because I'm so fucking wrapped up in how do you not understand how... Okay, I'm I'm just going to take a breath. Uh, maybe one day we'll have a satire about this fucking cascading failure that is happening in 2020. Until then, we can continue talking about this one from... What? 20, yeah, 2007? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that was so long ago. So um, another thing, since we're still on the topic about, like, cults, the thing about um, cults, like, again, thinking about the high school I went to, um, it's, it's all about the power and who has the power and what they do to, like, keep it and keep you from having literally any of it. Like, my friend and I, we, we actually literally came up with our own secret language because he, he, they would monitor us, like, extremely and um but anyway in this movie the thing that i love so much is that every time she comes back with like the power like it's and i think it's mostly manifested like the most obvious is when the scene with brad so he's mm-hmm. terrified of pussy he's terrified of it because he knows there's something in hers so oh my gosh, he, doesn't he just look like he stormed into a tattoo shop on his 18th birthday, flipped through a whole bunch of books, and was like, I need to look hort. <laughs> that, 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 that. Put it here, put it here. It's so random. And those eyelashes. I'm like, how can you look hard with eyelashes like that? If we're about to start talking about uh, Brad, I needed chocolate, so I had to go grab that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he's like, yeah. Like, first of all, he was visibly frightened, like very scared. Yeah. And so she starts to initiate her way. He's like, no, we're going to do it my way. He tries to flip her. And then she immediately flips back like like a fucking gymnast. Like how she got thighs like that, she can flip them back like that. I love it. She holding them shut so tight all this time. Um. 
I need to go on record also and say in a more innocuous way <clears throat> or an innocuous anecdote about how we used to do quote unquote Indian leg wrestling. Which I remember I think, that. Um, I don't know how inappropriate that term is for this. I have no concept of where it came from except for just to say like my dad learned it in the Boy Scouts and then whenever he was like chaperone on field trips or overnight trips, he had to be with the boys because he's a man and um, I would just come. He was my dad, so I was like coming over there. I beat those boys ass at Indian leg wrestling. All of them. I flipped all of them. I was like, what is this your first try? Like, <laughs> ass of steel. That's all I'm saying. Look, mm-hmm. you know, any situation where you're coming at a woman and you are a dude, like, it, it, with, like, our genes dumped all of our muscles in the lower half of our body. So, yeah. Just, you know, don't make a dumb choice. Also, I would argue that it's not a question of just her being physically powerful enough to do that. Mm-hmm. She she knew before she entered the room that in right. this scenario she has all the power. Mm-hmm. He may manhandle his girlfriend, but he's not going to do it to her. He That's may right. yep. He may push other people around, but he's not going to do it to her because she has the yep. one thing he wants. Yep. The thing that he has been obsessed with since his childhood. And if he wants it, he's going to have to play her way. Yeah. To get there. Especially because yeah. his first exposure to this thing he so desperately wants was also terrifying. Like yeah. it bit off the entire tip of his finger. Anytime someone tries to like take Don's power, she just like snatches it right back. Snatch is an excellent description of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then like again with you know like kind of like cultish communities with the power it's it's very like toxic masculinity like when that what was that, guy, that other guy's name that like tricked her into having sex with him he Toby? basically drugged her. You oh, mean bad uh, no bad hair? Yeah. That yeah. guy. I just call him Jack White, but not sexy. Yeah, let's just not even give him a name. Fuck that, dude. So when when he he got... So there's this thing, I know that you've all heard it, where it's like, girls, we would say, well, women are afraid that men will kill us. Men are afraid that we'll laugh at them. Mm -hmm. And then that's exactly what happened. She, like, laughed at him, and he got mad, stormed back over, and Brad said stay off my property and he wasn't talking about the house no he wasn't because he can't possibly own that house no of course he doesn't seem to have a job and then he and then he tried to fight his daddy for it like establishing i'm sorry as man of the house he didn't try to fight his daddy he asked his mommy to do it yay Mary, yes. Oh, speaking of the mom right quick, stop taking up for that little shit. If anybody, I just can't imagine my mom hearing a small child yell at me as a small child and say, oh, give him a break. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit. I can't imagine that. I can't. When she, in the very opening scenes when she's like, oh, yeah. it's okay, he said, God damn it. No, it's not. Yeah. He is a little shit. I will say, the last time a small child like cursed directly in my face, I did have a really hard time suppressing the laugh. Because he was five years old. 
and an unusually small five-year-old and also the cutest human child I've ever seen in my life. Like, like truly, like if you could design a little baby angel, this is what this child looked like. And he had some uh, impulse issues. Like he would like rip outlets out of the wall when he got upset. But one time. But that's not the case with Brad though. I don't know. I don't get the impression it's the same thing. But this this kid did time one time tell me that he didn't want to go back in there because they were just reading that stupid fucking book. And I mm. I just I, <laughs> what was the book? He didn't know. He didn't care. He just didn't want to be there for story time was because he when you have in the rye because that is well, a stupid fucking book. When you have <laughs> when you have ADHD, a lot of books are capture in the rye if they're being read aloud at you. You know, you don't even have to have an. You don't even have to have ADHD for a lot of books to be captured in the rye. So, um, his face, his little face, like went from like so angry to like, oh my god! You saw like the life leech out of it as he realized he just said "fucking" to me. <laughs> That's different. He wasn't intentionally sassing you. And I said, or swearing at your kid. I said, "What'd you say there?" Or touching finally, your kid's vagina. No. Right. When I finally got the words out again, he was like, they're going to laugh at me if I go in. Nothing related to anything he'd said before, but it put so much fear in him that he was like, oh, I can suddenly collect my thoughts real quick. Now I see what this is all about. Again, mm-hmm. men are afraid that we're going to laugh at them. And we are. We will get used we to will. it. We will. Well, if you do something cute like that, yeah, but it won't be sinister. If you do something Sometimes terrible. Sometimes it will be sinister. And that is going to happen if you're dumb. If you, we're going to laugh when you get your dick bit off if you suck. <laughs> I did not say that. I laughed when the dicks got bit off. I only laughed when when Brad's fell on the ground and it had a cock ring. Yeah. What is that, uh, Prince Albert? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I laughed, so I didn't know this was supposed to be funny. In fact, I've often seen it described as a comedy or a dark comedy instead of a horror movie. And I didn't realize it was, somehow I did not catch any of that leading up to watching it. I found that out when I was reading about the movie after the fact. I didn't realize it was supposed to be funny until she bit Toby's dick off. And then the reaction shots happened. Mm-hmm. Where it was like just his face, just her face, just his face, just her face, and then one more time, just his face, just her face, and it just went on so long with them just screaming and you having no visual for it that I was like, "Oh, this is deliberately funny." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what we're doing here. I or the it. moment when that like creepy doctor. Where he's he's holding his severed fingers and he's like, it's true. <laughs> what is it, vagina? All the funniest minata or whatever. All of the funniest moments are all of the severings. Yeah, and it's yeah. absolutely like deliberate in the way that it's shot to yeah. make sure you know this is funny. Yeah. Oh, and then it's gory. I am Both. yeah. I was gonna say it's gory, and I really appreciate. That they showed it. I didn't really want to see it, but I would have been pissed if they hadn't shown it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because they would have done that if it had been a woman. So yeah. this movie um, was often... I've seen it described in reviews as being very feminist. And one of the points made is that... Almost all of the nudity is dudes. Including mm-hmm. repeated full frontal... Both mm-hmm. before and after severings. Mm-hmm. Um... 
very little nudity for women. And even the scene where Dawn is nude, she's nude from the waist up, which mm-hmm. I was also like, hey, look at her nice, normal human boobs. Mm-hmm. This is great. I'm here for all of this. I um, thought it was tasteful, too. Yeah, I, I understood why that was yeah. happening. Right. Like, right. I, That's, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't like, whoa, okay, I get it. No. Yeah, because in that moment, she was, like, appreciating, like, her own beauty. Her body. Yeah. Her, like, just yeah. her body in general. Was, think about how covered up it's been for most of the movie. Right. And then this time, it's completely uncovered. She is taking it all in. Remember how freaked out she was to even try to look at her own vulva? Yeah. Like, And here she is, like, taking herself in completely in the mirror and happy about it and really appreciative. So, no, I, you know, like most of the nudity or the even the gratuitous nudity is dudes walking around a locker room and the girls are also i was like i think this might be accurate the dudes locker room was just like swinging dicks the girls locker room everyone was wrapped in towels and i was like that was my experience of a girl's that was my experience on swim team man we were so good at getting completely undressed and completely redressed yeah without anyone ever seeing anything Dawn in the beginning of the movie would say, well, that's because girls have a natural sense of modesty. And see that they do. The kind of, the kind <laughs> of they do. The rapist. <laughs> that okay. kind of flies in the face of a lot of other vagina dentata mythology, which is that like it, it, it's associated with the women who are like sexually promiscuous, who are, who are promiscuous, who are like devouring men. And then this yeah. story, it's associated with a character who at least to start believes that women are naturally disinclined to that behavior. True. And it would be kind of traumatizing if you unconsciously dismembered someone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be a hard thing to come to terms with, especially when... And they died from it. And they died from it. And especially when, what's his name, Not Hot Jack White... Um, she, mm-hmm. she's like, you're going to die. And he's like, no, like, no, I'm not. You know, he, I mean, at first he was okay. I thought he was okay. Didn't, you know, he's all right. But for a teenage boy, he's all right. But then he sucks and she's like, oh, it, it didn't happen. And that's when she's feeling herself, right? When she's uh-huh. like, I'm normal. I just have this extra bonus defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. When she figures out, oh, actually, I can turn it off or on. That's great. Mm-hmm. Even better. I mean, she still feels guilty about Toby, which I don't think she should, but still. I might would uh-huh. in that situation. The death part, maybe, I would. Like, that's, yeah. like, all things considered, you know. I, I, I don't, it's hard for me to get all the way there in that imagining. Honestly, like... My, my my empathy or sympathy or compassion or something is kind of shutting off a few stages before that. And it's just like, yeah, whatever he sucks. Um, but I have, have a, had a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I have, I have a question though. And I think you might've actually been about to ask about this question, which is why the damn hell was she like, let's have a bunch of consensual, consensual sex immediately after being assaulted twice in a span of 20, 48 hours, right? 24, 48 hours. Also, um, that was really quick to get a doctor's appointment. Good job. Uh, totally. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's like unheard of. Um, 
So I have I actually do have an idea about that because, and I don't know a ton about this. I don't know anything about it firsthand, but from what I have heard and what I have read and what I understand, it's um it's not uncommon for assault victims to be like, now I'm going to do this a whole bunch just to kind of wash away the original mm-hmm. time it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are in identity crisis, you just kind of flail, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus, uh... But he also drugged her. Oh, kind of. If Xanax actually worked that way, we would be able to buy it over the counter at Costco. Dudes, if Xanax were, like, sexual consent in a jar, it would be given away free to every woman starting on her 16th birthday, let's be real, and just, like replenished automatically forever like there's no way like that's not mm-hmm. i've taken that drug no i know that's not I'm, and so have that... i i'm just saying that we don't know that, that he actually he could have given her yeah. something else yeah. just saying it, oh my it, mom takes these she's behaving like muscle relaxers right yeah. little bam also those make me just i just go to sleep immediately so i you know I hate the, I hate benzo so much, but no, I mean I think I think it, it could be a little bit of both, honestly, because mm-hmm. you know she did say that because she had all of these candles, it was really beautiful. She's going through this identity crisis. Um, she just got kicked out the garden because you saw the anyway anyway yeah. Um, and she said this is how I always imagined it would be. Which, like, it it just... So I wasn't immediately clear about Shitty Jack White. Um, I understood that he and his friend had some kind of plan or mm-hmm. agreement, agreement or discussion about this. But it wasn't immediately clear to me whether the bet was, I bet I can get the virgin girl to give it up. Or the bet was, if you like her, like, who cares if she doesn't put out? Like, if he liked her anyway. Mm-hmm. And the bet was just that, well, even if you make her your girlfriend, she won't put out. Mm-hmm. Or if the bet had nothing to do with his personal feelings about her at all, it was just a a scam based yeah. on her, like, identity. Um, so at first I thought maybe he really liked her. and I think he did. But he, yeah. got, he like, let that peer pressure get in there. and he, yeah. boy. Okay, so I didn't get that from nowhere. I wasn't crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Well, that's why I was like, in the beginning, it seemed like he was, you know, he was really into her. Mm -hmm. He showed up at the thing Mm -hmm. where she was speaking. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And when she just kind of shows up, he's like, well, who'd you kill? (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's like, And he like laughed. He's like, sorry. Right. You You laughed at me, but I'm I'm glad you're here. Like, he, you know, he's Mm -hmm. just, he's still kind of like. Live in his mama's garage. Well, that's the thing. Yes. Like he, if you drugged her, you don't also need all the candles and champagne. But he did all that anyway, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I, and I, that's why I was thinking it wasn't really, or that maybe he didn't anticipate the drug doing yeah. that. Or, yeah, or that he is just young and ignorant enough. Yeah, I think he's not well versed he's... in the discourse. He doesn't realize that. Like, it's not like he made her, he didn't roofie her. He, he gave her a no, little something because right. she was upset. And he doesn't understand right. 
that also, that is we, that is negating her. Can we acknowledge well. how fast that she like snapped, like put her hand out? <laughs> she was like, "Yes, anything, please, God." Yeah, and I and think it, though, I think what we're all saying is that we all kind of agree that he's a little bit in both camps. Yeah, and I I actually didn't think that it was an issue with consent because the next day she's still like, okay. Mm. Yeah, I just meant like her initial consent. Like, like you know, I think the the contemporary thinking on this is that, you know, there it's that the very very least consent is made challenging to discern fairly. Yes, I agree. Yeah. By substances, at the very least, and yes. that's that's for people who are taking them legally. Right. Um, yeah. Like, if I have four drinks, like who gets to decide whether four drinks was enough to? impair my judgment to the point that I would have chosen differently. Right. No, I'm not, I'm not saying anything other than that. I I just meant in mm -hmm. this particular instance, there is some gray area because she does not feel a sense of shame the next day. She doesn't regret it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might just be that those two things coincided. Generally speaking, you should not be intoxicated when you consent. Right. Mm -hmm. With anything. Okay. Right. Yeah, no, I, I got the impression that that this was, it seemed to me, based on the way all of the events unfolded, like start to finish with him, that she may have actually gone there in the first place with the intent that mm-hmm. they would sleep together. And then his actions by offering her this drug clouded something for me that the character may not have been thinking or feeling or experiencing, but me from the outside could be like, oh no, don't do that teenage boy. That's gross. Yeah. (laughs) It was heavy. It was so heavy. Ham fisted. Like looking back on it, I was like, how did I not know this was supposed to be funny? They're like, is that a cave? Right. Yeah, but. You know what mutates? The devil in space. (laughs) And it's it's interesting because when you when the right, but then like when the first thing after the the opening credits mm-hmm. we see is like this beautiful bustling nature with trees and everything, and then you get these smokestacks. Yep. And already it's like okay, there's nature, like how nature works, and it's beautiful, and you don't talk about purity because it's just nature. And then you got these two big smokestacks, like the corruption of man onto nature. <laughs> right. And it's so heavy with these mm-hmm. fucking also, snow, there, smoke snacks. There's snacks. Smoke snacks. <laughs> That's like halfway between stacked. a smoke show and stacked. <laughs> I am a That even with the first... Smoke snack. Versus... Snack, stack, snack. Stacked, stacked, smoke show. That's yes, where... check, check, check. Yeah. We got so him. Even with the first assault done upon Don, when, what's his name, Brad was crying out in pain and the parents rushed over, you just see these smokestacks, mm-hmm. like, looming over. Yeah, it was definitely pretty... Uh... Like I said, it was it was ham-fisted to the point that as I reflected on it, once I realized it was funny, I reflected on it and I was like, man, I should have caught that a lot sooner. Am I, am this I? is when my mom would look at me with her side eye and say, analogies. 
But the one I really liked the most was when she came into class late when they were mm-hmm. talking about the evolution of the diamondback snakes. Mm-hmm. And she and the teacher goes, this is about why you are the way you are. And then Dawn's getting into her seat and she, and she goes, Dawn, this is about you and you missed it. Yep. And it was very accurate because she missed that very essential education about her body. And so now she's freaking the fuck out getting a creepy gyno to check her out because she doesn't know what what to know okay but to be fair that lesson was about rattles on snakes and she seemed to catch the important thing because she knew to google adaptation later right so the teacher was wearing a snakeskin belt Mm -hmm. i did not notice oh yeah that teacher that teacher was mad fly yeah she was cool um, also, a black person with lines in this movie. My God, yay. I thought it would never happen. <laughs> thought we were just set dressing. Could see us in the back of the, like the locker room scene and stuff. But other than that, mm-hmm. I was a little concerned. Damn, I had another idea too. Can, what were we talking about just a second ago? Um, um, analogies. Analogies. Adaptations. This is about you and you missed it. Creepy gyno. Creepy gyno. That's where I was going. Ah, that was it. That's okay. the ticket. Thank you. So, this is a public service announcement for any young women who have yet to go to the gynecologist for the first time. I don't know why necessarily um, this is the podcast you've chosen to listen to, but we're glad you're here. If, if it's because not, you met us at Spooky Empire, yeah, we loved you. We did love you. That's so true. Um, also, if you have one of these young women in your life. And they're asking you about how to make an appointment for your first OBGYN um, experience. Go to a woman. Go to a woman. I've had I've had um, gynecologists who were men who were who did a great job. So one of them literally saved my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that really? men shouldn't have that profession, mm-hmm. but your first time, you will be a lot more comfortable if you go to a woman. Because you don't know what to expect. And also, there should always, 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 always be a nurse in the room. Always. Should always mm-hmm. be a third person. That's the yes. first concerning, the first of many concerning things that happen in this appointment. Yes. Is the lack of, once I had a, I did once, I had to go to an emergency room in Brooklyn because I had a UTI and my fever was so high. Um, mm. And uh, so they put me, I'm like in a bed. With, like, my feet up and just, like, waiting for people to come look at me, whatever. It was a teaching hospital. Curtain flies open. It's a doctor. He's got, like, half a dozen interns with him. He's basically doing rounds. So they, like, look at my vagina and talk about me as if I'm not there for about mm, 30 to 60 seconds. And then they leave and forget to close the curtain. What? And I was like, what is happening? That is the true horror show. That makes me mm. so mad for you. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I know very little shame. So I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to get up off my bed and go handle this curtain situation. But I was uh, I was like, that can't be how that's supposed to go. Also, <laughs> can't be right. also it's okay to have someone go with you mm. at any age. Mm. You can have a friend there with you. Okay, I just needed everyone listening to know that. And also, in spite of <laughs> what... Because I wouldn't have, unless my mom had been like, I'll go with you. 
in spite of what happens in this movie, it is not an it is not an inherently scary experience. It in doesn't that have to be. The, the fears you <laughs> yeah. are the fears you are bringing into the room are cultural, not actually attached to what happens in the room. The actual visit, you will probably get through it and be like, oh, well, nothing happened. Cool. It's kind of boring. Just gotta wait there with your feet up until it's over. The most realistic thing about this movie, actually, was how many times he asked her to scoot down. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes, <for real>. yes. <laughs> but he was like, keep going, keep going. Every time I'm like, I think I've gone far enough. And they're like, it's like, like he, he coming, probably wasn't coming. even looking anymore. He just like knows to just saying, scoot, 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 scoot. Yep. Girl, bring that ass. <laughs> um, I have a question. Is there anything? Yeah. About Brad naming his dog Mother. So that's that's, that's real Freudian. Yeah, no way around goes, it. <laughs> that goes straight into like our next topic of the hero's journey because from what she learned on the computer was that oh, like at the end of the hero's journey, he has to like conquer the fucking whatever I am. Yeah. Um, because they call it the Dark Crucible. It's like their way back to the womb. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The g- Dark Crucible that hatched him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote that shit down because I was like, what the fuck? What? So, we are not chickens. There is... We're just going to sit on you and warm you up. <laughs> there is an iteration of the same myth that inspired Moana in which um, Maui instead of, you know, hanging out with, like, a teenage girl and, like, discovering that the heart of the ocean is chill, um, decides to trick the trick her by, um, not the teenage girl, the heart of the ocean, by um, climbing up through her vagina and then coming out her mouth. What? Obviously, Disney did not go this direction with it. Good. Yeah. Nice. But... If Maui is being played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he is welcome. Oh, Mary! Mary! To see if he can come out my mouth, that's fine. Wow. Okay. Oh, I don't know where to begin with a follow-up joke, so I'm just going to keep on moving into the heroine's journey. Um, Because she does battle those intrusive monster thoughts from the horror movie, which... How inconvenient to have that intrusive thought mm-hmm. in a yeah. sexual context. Less than ideal. <clears throat> Excuse me, less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought the thing I thought was really interesting, because then she even like calls that guy like, oh, you're my hero. And then later she's like, oh, some hero. But really, like. So she's the she monster on- that needs to be vanquished. Yeah, but she was. Journey. But okay. actually, she was on her own hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? Like you see in the end, like the smoke, the smokestacks go back to normal, and she's even wearing a white dress. Like yeah. purity is restored when she learns that oh, this is natural. Like my sexuality isn't an evil thing; it's it's a natural and good thing. She's wearing a white dress, but she's also showing way more skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did feel. I felt so much for Dawn when that guy gets, he takes his shirt off and she's like, oh, you're just how I imagined you. I would have, if I had said that aloud, 
crawled into myself with yeah. embarrassment. I she felt was for her. bold. She was so bold in everything she did. Yeah. Just yeah, a very like dedicated young person you know like someone who like believes what oh, they what believe an incredible result. Just... yes yeah yeah um so and then that fucking wicked smile <laughs> of hers in the end oh well she tries to get out of the car girl so i don't even times. like blondes like that but i like that blonde like that <laughs> loud that sent me. Um, do we want to talk about her relationship with Brad? I do. Because I just, I, I can't get over this part. And I need someone to guide me through this discovery. Because he's so caught up. He talks about it a few times. About, you made her my sister. And then in the end, <laughs> he reveals it's to the not dad, how it works, my dude. <laughs> I know. And he was like, I loved her. I was like, my guy, you were like nine. What are you talking about? Not even. Like, that was like a six or seven year old dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like kids like that. So I don't, I can't gauge their age. But I knew he was too young to be like, I love this girl, and how can you make her messy as her? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. It is the most. Like, I can understand this weird, like, porn fantasy of, like, always wanting to fuck your your step-person, whatever, but to be like, oh, this all started when we were small children because I always wanted to have sex with you, even as, like, that just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, it, it's a plot device that needed to happen for other stuff to have to happen. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what about Toby? Oh, Toby. I would have had a crush on Toby in high school. He's cute. Oh, me too. And I think they intentionally casted the actor that they did because he looks like Josh Groban. Like, <laughs> he raised me up. He's kind of like on mountains or however the fuck it goes. He definitely has like that 2007 innocuous Christian mm-hmm. boy kind of handsome. Mm-hmm. And he's yep. and he's skinny too. That strikes a chord with me. That skinny yeah. white dude. And looks Hebrew enough. <laughs> I was gonna say like, does she not realize all her boyfriends are Jewish? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know if these—I don't know if these men actually are just you know. But, but then, like, let's also talk about how he's the most dangerous, even more dangerous than Brad. For sure, because he's trying to disguise himself as not being an ugly creep, which he is. Yeah, like he's—he's he's super scary. Just the way he looks at her in class, and like, which I get if you are you know 16 years old and you haven't had that kind of attention before, you wouldn't necessarily know to distinguish. Yeah, yeah. This is gross. Yeah. yeah. Um he's and in some I think Rachel you said in here like he's a classic nice guy, mm-hmm. but he is scary. Like yeah. This the the part before they actually go to the river that I was like what was that phone call when they're in the locker room surrounded by like 
nudity and they were talking about and she was like I don't think that we should hang out anymore Mm -hmm. and then he said yeah I was gonna say the same thing and I'm like no you weren't you're just saying you'll say you'll say literally anything for her to be on your side or whatever yeah yeah, to kind of like disarm so her. Man, so manipulative. He he reminds me of, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but there are several. Uh, the serial murderers who hang out around the church and like get so involved with the church that everyone is like, no, they couldn't possibly be terrible yeah. because well, they're so involved in the church community. As a Lutheran, I don't want to call attention to this, but BTK. That's who I was thinking of. Thank you. I could not place it. That's super, exactly super was. involved in his Lutheran church. Just, yeah. I don't mm. My um, guy, why are you the worst humans in history. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but it's not fair, right? Because that is supposed to be a safe space. It's supposed to be the place where you're the most comfortable. And Toby just has that kind of predator vibe. And they play it off as him being adolescent and fumbly and not really knowing that he's being creepy, which is fair enough like we see that with the um shitty jack white the other guy yeah yeah um but but he does know he plays it because she he's like i'm a virgin too in his mm-hmm. eyes that was and my it, first moment that he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't lead with like well i'm not a virgin or, or i have had sex and i've reclaimed my virginity you know mm-hmm. in, in you know like there was a way to come at that that was a hell of a lot yeah. more honest than yes, right. <laughs> Wait twenty seconds, and, and again, then I don't say the opposite. To of what sound you just like said. um anti abstinence or or um, celibacy or anything like that. Yeah, because I, I mean, if that is what you want to do, I am in support of that. That's fine, but you don't need to mislead anyone. That is not fine. Um, right. Yeah, because even that was like manipulation because he was like having her like telling somebody we talked about it a lot in creep in um that kind of emotional warfare where you unload something extremely personal to someone you're not very close with forces them to have an intimacy with you that they didn't agree to yeah um that's a good point I didn't think about that but I totally agree and I also want to just go on a quick soapbox about how do it virginity is a construct um that doesn't make it not real it just Mm -hmm. means that it's something that we decided existed as a culture and then found physical properties to support that idea Mm um I think both of y'all were saying it earlier how it's a thing that a girl can lose but for guys it's not really that big of a deal mm-hmm. yeah well because how would you know right exactly and and to be fair with a girl also how would you know because that is not the the things that we okay. associate it with in pop culture are not necessarily i so i know i said something horrifying just a little while ago but would you like to hear something even more horrifying yes um so personal but whatever um, you can also cut it if you later I my decide not to <laughs> so my hymen didn't break until i'd been having sex for like a month that's not that, uncommon it meant that it hurt every single time big instead of like one quick big hurt like ow and then i'm over oh. it 
every single time it was intact and just being like horribly like brutalized. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I guess this is what, this is what everyone else has been looking forward to. And I'm just never going to like it that much. And then it finally happened and I was like, oh. But that's why it's a construct, right? Because it's different for everyone. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just like Wolverine-ish and it kept like healing. Okay. I mean, again, why it's a construct. Because everyone happens differently. Because some of us happen to be Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, Also, it is is so much in this this narrative, um, part of her identity, that when she quote-unquote loses it she doesn't know who she is anymore and that's mm-hmm. not fair and that's doing her a disservice yeah um i also think it's not fair that uh it it equals vaginal penetration by a penis that right. makes no sense to me mm-hmm. sexuality is much more complicated than that i actually right. noticed in this film that when she's she says okay guys are you gonna give your gift to the first girl who looks like she walks out of a music video. And I was like, you're forgetting other boys. And I was like, oh, wait, they're not acknowledging that. In no. this. Also, yeah. can we just real quick acknowledge that the effort level, by her own estimation, for men and women in heterosexual sex is not equivalent. She's like, girls, are you going to give it up to the first guy who buys you roses? And they're like, no. Guys, are you going to give it up to the first girl who looks like she walked out of a music video? Right. One of those just it requires about $10. Right. The right. other is not even physically attainable for the vast majority of us. No, it's not even mm-hmm. physically attainable for them. They're edited. No one looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. no one. Not even them. Yeah. Like, right. So one of these things is super intense, super high bar. One of these things is like, it's like assuming that like for, for you, it would take this much. For you, it would take this yeah, much. Like, like the roses is like the smallest last stitch But it ever. is also a gesture of attention at the very least, which, whereas all this girl is doing is looking like that. Is existing. Yeah. Yeah. So on like <laughs> both, on both fronts, it's shitty. It requires yeah. way more effort from someone, but it requires no actual investment or acknowledgement from them. The other thing right. is attention, but it's so bare minimum, so generic. Yeah, and it's also not fair to not consider, and, and again, this is just where the construct nature of this comes out. I'm not saying one is true. Um, but people who have been victims of assault, and they consider right. they're, that they are not virgins anymore. And I don't, it's just more complicated than that. And yeah, that, all it is. And that is why virginity is a construct, and that is why it is not really helpful in navigating becoming an adult. You know, I'll step so, down from my soapbox now. That's really all I wanted to but say. But, like, surgically, like, apparently there is such thing as, like, re-virginization surgery. And I was like... Yeah, women in the Middle East do that. I was like, y'all, even if I were like, okay, time to reclaim my virginity, I don't want that part back. No. Like, I don't need that to feel no, like No, why would you want that? Because other people are counting on your sheets being bloody on a specific right. day at a specific time. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is in the Middle East. And I'm pretty sure it's still a practice there uh, because, like, the contract's void. 
Yeah. The, co- the marriage contract can be voided yeah. if, yeah. Which would have sucked yeah, for yeah, super fucked up. Would have sucked for me. Yep. Well, I mean, people, uh, women go through pre- to precautions because women know that doesn't always happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, just in case, here's this vial of sheep's blood to break on the sheets in case, you know, it doesn't happen yeah. anyway, which yeah. is oh, a really archaic cultural practice that is Though not as archaic as it is was. hard as fuck to just be carrying around a vial of sheep's blood. Is it? It is. It that is a level of like intensity or result like that is a like I I I just can't. Well, it's high risk, high reward. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like I just can't wrap my head around. Like I have been so fortunate to grow up somewhere <clears throat> exactly as fucked up as this is, not yeah. more fucked up, right? And not more fucked up in ways that directly affect me, or not more fucked up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it is more fucked up than my experiences. I have been very fortunate. I have been lucky to be born uh, straight, to be born um, cisgender, you know, to be born into a family that was really financially stable and even, you know, later on in my life, like quite prosperous. So I hear that and I just think like about the level of vigilance and awareness and my God, wow. Wow. I, yeah, and I also want to go on record and say that didn't happen to me. That was not my situation. Also, not all women yeah. in the Middle East have to do that or experience that or even give a shit about any of that. I'm just saying, like, that's the place where I know of it happening. I don't mm-hmm. mean to overgeneralize in that way because yeah. I don't know anyone personally who's had to do that. I just know that it's a thing. Yeah, and I, I, I just feel a level of, like, you know, that kind of sorrowful respect. Some yeah. language must mm-hmm. have a word for that, where it's like, that shouldn't have to happen, but the fact that it does yeah. and that's how you fucking handle it is astonishing. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, Speaking of shit that's not American, why, yes. <laughs> why is the theme music for her dentata a white dude's interpretation of ethnic music? <laughs> It's like mixing instruments from different cultures. But you know, as soon as it sounds quote unquote tribal. Oh, God. That we're getting up in the teeth. And I'm like, I, I what? Excuse me? Excuse me? If anything, if this is her adaptation, if this is a mutation on her part, this shit is brand new. You don't need to be playing some other culture's music from hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. for her brand new thing. Make it weird computer music. I don't know. Like. Yeah, I, I didn't consider it that. That's a good it, point. It, I was like, the hell drums are, oh my God. <laughs> but there's I swear sexy. there was like a dune back <laughs> at some point. Like, I. I don't remember, to be honest. Normally I can tell the difference, uh, but I, I, don't, I don't remember. Just, when if you if you watch it again, listeners, if you're watch if you've just watched it for the first time or you're going to watch it again because you've heard this, if you can identify any of those instruments, um, feel free to let us know because I was trying to pick it apart to think maybe like there's a specific tradition they're referencing, and if I look it up, you know, I'll be able to see like why they picked. And it, no, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure these are all from 
different places around the world. Speaking of which, um, we've talked a lot about the, the, like the feminist implications of this movie, like thematically and, and the plot. And um, this was made overwhelmingly by men. It was written and directed by a man. It was actually his first time directing. Um, it, there was one woman on a four-person casting team. There was one woman of four producers. The only other woman on the production side were in costuming and hair and makeup, which is already the only place where women are typically represented on a production team. Overwhelmingly. So I don't know what to make of that. Tell me. I don't know what to make of it either. On the one hand, I'm like, hey, welcome to the party. Like, you know, thanks for making a series of choices that by and large I appreciated. And then, you know, you you do the vaguely ethnic music for Vagina Dentata, and I'm like, I don't know, homie. <laughs> probably probably should have brought some women and people of color into the room to be like, no, don't do that. Yeah, or like, do that, about, but do like, it differently. <laughs> all, all white male groups is like, don't you want someone to do a quality check and make sure you don't embarrass yourself? Like, why yeah. don't you want that? If you will kill us if we laugh at you, why don't you check if we're going to laugh at you? Right. God. <laughs> That's such a good question. Like, just ask one woman that you don't think will kill you or laugh at you or whatever. Like, ask one woman. Like, is this weird? Because we'll tell you. We'll tell you if it is. Yeah. Especially if we're someone that you feel comfortable asking that, then right. we, we probably already do talk to you. Because, you know, I mean, I would hope. I don't know, man. Hey, before we go, do y'all want to hear something really awesome? Yeah. Okay, so my friend Scarlett, who listens to our podcast often. Scarlett! Hi, Scarlett. Um... She bought a Venus flytrap at the Walmart in McDonough. And I called my mom and I was like, I need you to go to Walmart and get me a Venus flytrap. And she said, I'm on it. I'm all over it. <laughs> so she went and she bought me Your two. Mom. She bought me two Venus flytraps. Speaking of vagina dentata, show um, me your teeth. PSA, all y'all, please don't fuck with your Venus flytrap. It takes a tremendous amount of energy for it to close. So it should only do that if there's food there. So if you're like sticking your pencil point in there or whatever just to see it close, you are draining your your poor plant. Yeah, that's shitty. Don't do that. Just a PSA. Well, most people don't realize like it it feels inanimate. So you don't think about that Mm -hmm. like requiring something of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is actually difficult. I just learned so, that, though. So, um, basically, I'm better at plants than Mary Kay's boyfriend, is what I just said. That's not true. He didn't true. do that. <laughs> That's not true. I'm not. I can barely He's keep great my... great at plants. He is. I can barely keep Francis McDormand alive over here. He, I was, like, asking him what to do for this cactus that used to belong to my grandma, and he goes, um, n- nothing, it's a cactus. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> Your story really highlights how good he is at this and not how easy <laughs> cacti are, I think. 
is what he just happened. He also has kept a lot of air plants for a really long time, which I think are hard. I think air plants are supposed to be very easy. All his other stuff is hard. Whatever well, he had know, that was so beautiful. I don't even know what any of those are called. I know. So. Whatever, the one he had that was trailing was really beautiful. I've wanted to have one of those for a while. And it's his is, is gorgeous. I'm, I'm not actually making fun of her boyfriend's plants. Like, they are actually amazing. He, I just thought it was funny to say that because it's not true. And then I thought it was funny to point out that in Mary Kay's own story, it made it sound like, not that he's very good at plants, but she is very bad I'm at them. very bad. Yes. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta close you there, uh, Rachel. Okay, so we were talking about how um, the hero's journey and how Dawn was on one, and the only kind of icebreaker sort of question I could come up with that didn't fully totally suck was um, which well-known hero's journey do you think, or at least hope you would have rocked as a teenager. Mm, Scott Pilgrim, battling the exes. Scott Pilgrim! That's a great answer. That was the first so thing you, I thought of. <laughs> you was finna beat up Chris Evans and, and Brandon Roth? Mm-hmm. But were you finna beat up Mae Whitman? You're gonna mm-hmm. beat up Mae Whitman? Mm-hmm. How dare you? This is more of a metaphorical journey. I see. I see, I see. Because I would hate to think that you would beat up Mae Whitman. So here's the thing. I was talking a lot of shit about Harry Potter earlier, but since I am smart enough to figure out riddles, (laughs) I think I could probably have been fine. Oh my gosh, especially in book five when he's like, why isn't Dumbledore telling me all the secrets? (laughs) Mary would just be out there like unbothered. Don't no, need them. Don't actually, need them. <laughs> real talk. I, real talk. I was. I was. I was a clever kid. So like you know, like the riddle. Like that moment in book one when Hermione's like, "Oh, this doesn't even require magic. You just have to be smart." I was like, "Bitch, get it." <laughs> yes, I was so hype because I like that. I identified with that a lot. She had curly, frizzy hair. She had buck me teeth. Too, me too. She had buck teeth. She was like solving riddles, just being smart, taking no shit off of nobody. I was like, that's me. So on the one hand, I could have done pretty well at that. On the other, I did have in common with Harry a certain blind confidence that may not have always served me. But it did make me relatively, (laughs) it did make me more so impervious to the kind of like judgmental, hateful bullshit that teenagers can put on each other when they're not, you know being loved and supported by adults who are happy to inform them that's just not necessary. Um, so I'm, that existed. It's not like it didn't happen to me. I just, by and large, was like, yeah, well, that's a dumb perspective and just went about my life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wish I could get that back. Don't we all? Yeah. I said Moby Dick. Ooh, As a nice. teenager, Ooh. you were finna, you were finna take to the high seas. Rachel's trying to get this white whale. Let me tell you what I was gonna. Rachel get was harpooning her. the shit. No, because as a teenager, my as family teenager. always insisted we be on a boat. So I was always on a boat, thinking about some boy that did me wrong recently, and even till this day, I stay. Chasing after that dick. 
<laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. It's a thin metaphor, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know, oh, I once took geez. a class on Moby Dick, and I still have never read the entire book, <laughs> Moby Dick. It's, it's the so same long. reason when I was in high it's school, really I was long. on the basketball team, and I still don't know the rules of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so me on a hero's journey, bitch, forget about it. You're really like the Mary and or Pippin of this thing, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I'm just here for the, the dumb laughs to take away the tension, you know, of what be hanging out be hanging out happening. smoking pipe weed in the trees. <laughs> Talking about we'll win second breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, by the way, y'all buy my book. It's called America's First Female Serial Killer. It's about Jane Toppin. You'll probably love it. I'm linking to it in the show notes. You will. We've read it and we loved it. We did. Yay. We do. We do. Okay. Thank you. The forward. The forward is very good. It was edited by a true genius and <laughs> very. <sad>. Being Mary. <laughs> no, yeah, that I'm was, just being. That's right. <laughs> I'm being ridiculous. No, the real reason she was like, "Can you look at this?" was that she was like, "I wrote about. I wrote about." working at mental health a lot can you please make sure that i like it sounds the way i intended to sound i i was i went to a a person who i respected and said please don't let me embarrass myself (laughs) (laughs) like all white men should be doing oh my gosh all people should do that it's just the white men who aren't like everyone else is okay anyway yeah i think that's all that we have so what's up next up next, we're going to be talking about the movie Devil's Advocate, starring oh my, my divine Al Pacino and my miscast Keanu Reeves, the ineffable Charlize Theron. This movie unnerved me to my core when I first saw it on mm. TV when I was in high school, and I'm interested to see how it holds up. Um, I did not check to see if it's streaming anywhere right now. Well, I checked uh, just yesterday. It's um, at the moment it is available for rental on all services that provide rental. Yeah, but I also figured that because so many people have seen this blockbuster, like you might not need to watch it again necessarily to listen to the episode. So yeah, next time, Devil's Advocate, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Show me your dick, 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 dick. Don't be scared. I've done this before. Show me your dick. Show me your teeth. Show me your teeth. Don't want no money. Shit's ugly. Just want your sex. <laughs> Take a bite of my bad girl meat. Talk about me. Show me your teeth. Let me see your mean. Show me your teeth. The truth is sexy. Show me your teeth.